This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read God's Word together tonight. Matthew chapter 4. It's a well-known scripture about what happened between Satan and Lucifer or Satan and Jesus. On Sunday, I introduced you to Lucifer, <laughs> to Satan. <laughs> it's quite funny to say I introduced you to Satan. <laughs> but that we continue on Sunday. But let's just read what the Bible says. Then Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, don't miss Sunday. We are going to be talking about some of the names of, the, of Satan. And we are going to look at two accusers of the brethren and it's going to be that first service. Second service, we continue on worship. We began to worship as I started talking about worship on Sunday. Worship is not what people think it is. When you read that depth, something happens to you. And then third service, the word and the spirit realm. Just to take a little from the third service. Now, when Jesus was, was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It's in his nature to tempt. Verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, listen to me, everybody, the sound of my voice, and those who are watching. First point from this scripture, fasting does not keep Satan away. I don't know how many of you can do 40 days dry. People do it in our time. They take water, they take liquid. Jesus did it without food and water. And as soon as the fasting ended, the first one that showed up was Satan. So thinking of keeping Satan away through fasting is an effort in futility. Did you get what I've just said right now? Okay. So he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. That's why it's where I'm going. But he answered and said, it is is written man shall not live by bread alone that means if you take a loaf of bread and eat it alone you are committing a sin you are transgressing the word of god there must never be any time that you must eat bread alone with butter fine with suya awesome <laughs> but the bible says what is forbidden is man shall not live by bread alone. Mayonnaise, fine. <laughs> Fried stew. <laughs> Hallelujah, fried egg. But man shall not live by bread alone. That's what Jesus said. But by every word, I'm interested in the latter part, that proceed, proceeded out of the mouth of God. God bless you, can have your seat. Thank you. Jesus said, it is written. It's amazing that the living word himself, that the son of God himself, wanted to answer Satan, and the first thing he did was not to say, I was not born of man, so I'm telling you to stop. He did not say, I wasn't born like other men. I came by the Holy Spirit overshadowing my mom. 
so you can't touch me, Satan. No. Jesus Christ said, it is written. This knife, I want to call your attention very briefly to the fact that when you deviate from God's word, you get into trouble. And in our time, Satan is making many attempts, some in the area of people thinking that they are fabricating all kinds of routines and traditions and uh, events that are inventing, thinking that when it looks like this, it should be strong enough to deal with Satan. Oh, if you do 30 nights of vigil, if you do 21 days, if you go and carry the sound that is in your house and pray against the ancient spirit there, there we go. It's like a warning tonight. Any fight against Satan, outside it is written, you are a sure loser. He will win you and beat you. Again, I've been saying that Jesus is saying to many Christians now. He was saying it to unbelievers then, but he's saying it to Christians now. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Many are laboring. They have a prophet from their father's house, a prophet at work, a prophet here, a prayer contractor here, this one there, because when you don't look at the word of God, Satan will occupy you. And it will wear you out. Did somebody just get what I've just said now? God is never committed to what is not written. So Jesus did not waste his time. As soon as he saw the tempter, he said, let's not talk about any of that other than it is written. Why? See, from the beginning. Genesis chapter 3. Let's read. Let's start chapter 3. Are, are, you, are you following me? It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him that is God. Oh, that kiss. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know. Just say the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. How I. How I prove you all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to draw still. If you get what I'm saying tonight, you will never go to prayer without your Bible in your hand. What you are saying to him is not as important as what he will say to you. In fact, you are talking to him so that you can know what he's saying to you. Did you get what I've just said? Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word we proceed out of the mouth of God. Mm. Now the serpent was more softer than any of the beasts of the field where the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Yeah. Do you use that word? Yes, man. <laughs> yeah. As God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You see, the serpent is very smart, but it's not our subject tonight. He played a trick on Eve and Eve got it. God told them not to only touch two trees, just two trees, just two trees. But Satan said, as he said, you should not eat any of the trees. The woman didn't know the method Jesus used. 
Jesus shut him down straight away. Never entertain a conversation with Satan. He's going to win. He is an expert in arguing. When he brings up his arguments, it will make you, you begin to believe what he's saying. Tonight, without picking on anyone, that's why I feel sorry for preachers who have filled social media and they look at the Bible, look at it and try to say, that I said this one, uh, it's not exactly what the Bible says, that one, they have had a conversation with somebody. And Satan is beginning to tempt them to reduce. I don't know why you want to prove. Okay, oh, you know, tight is not. Oh, every time they come up with something to be removed from the Bible. I wonder it's already saying now that even communion should be removed. When people converse with Satan, it was the same tree God spoke about. Then the woman answered, You shall not eat. The woman said, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the church. She first corrected him. God, this should not touch any tree. He said, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, tree of life and tree of knowledge of good and good. God has said you should not eat it, but then she made the mistake. Mistake number one. Or number two. Number one was talking to Lucifer at all, or Satan at all. Number two, neither shall you touch it lest you die. God never said to it down that they should not touch it. He simply said they should not eat it. You know what I've just said now? The moment you can add to the word of God, you will stumble. Even the word she added look harmless. But you see, when God says full stop, leave full stop there. This why once I see a preacher trying to twist the word of God to adjust it to prove a point that no, where there's no point. Like I was watching almost one hour trying to prove that there's not wrong fornication. No, trying to turn and turn and turn and turn. Leave the word of God as it is. Forever, oh Lord, thy word is settled. She made number one mistake. God said we should not touch. God didn't talk about touch. See, God is so detailed and so perfect in his ways that when he speaks, leave it as he has said it. Don't adjust it. Don't add to it and don't help him. He does not need man's help. That's what some people are trying to do now. Trying to make God look good. So that people say, because of some... Uh, Butter meat and plastic guys in America now. In America is in a very, in a very funny shape right now. So everyone wake up and say that you mean your God is good. How come he's judging people? God is good. How come he's sending people to hell? So some people are trying to remove that part. God does not need your help. He is not afraid to introduce himself. Hebrews 12, 29, New Testament says, Our God is a consuming fire. Like it or don't like it, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't want to tell you why a particular wonderful church, they use a, a name. Now, there, there's not a God. They are trying to reach people. When they are brought, so, because what the team of their prayer used to do something like Holy Ghost. And it's an European nation. They said, Ghost, Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. So they have to, <laughs> you know, when men intimidate you and you start shifting ground because of them. So I've seen that God is, Paul talked about rot coming upon them. He said it's a righteous thing for God to repair those who are troubling you. Yet people are coming up to say, you see, God can't do any harm. He does, there's nothing wrong that proceeds from him. Number one, you are putting God in the pedestal of saying whether something is wrong or not. Whatever a creator does, it can never be wrong. Amen. It's not in the class of man that you say whether it's wrong or right. If God wipes up the entire world today, he is still righteous 
and it's unquestionable. That's me, no Kabiesi. Nobody. So trying to make this adjustment, you know, uh, some young people are saying that uh, how can good God be punishing people? You know, I even saw one. He said, God is asking us to forgive. But why is it he forgiving Lucifer? <laughs> Honestly, like too much prosperity is a problem. When people have eating burger and chat, they just start talking trash. I know there are pictures, of, so they are trying to ship ground for them. See, let's let them know. See, God is love. I wonder was preaching one day. He said, and people were asking him question. That's how you say God said, God judges no one. He does nothing like that. That God <laughs> he said to a prophet, I am the Lord. I do good, I do evil. I am the doer of both. He does not need help. He doesn't need you to pay. Help me send this message out. That's what he's not afraid to introduce himself as he is. Hallelujah. When you get to his throne, the fire is still burning with the river coming from the throne. He's not afraid of who he is. That is who he is. He's a loving father, yes. But it's also Paul said, behold the goodness and the severity of God. He has both parts. You know, I read a lot of it. Sometimes I just start laughing. What is wrong with people? It's, ah, no, no, you know, God is love. Anything outside love, God does not do it. He just love. He loves people. He just loves people. One of them was trying to prove that Ananias and Sapphira, that it was not God that killed them. If we say they are sick, he does still understand. But to say that, he's trying to say that, no, 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 no. So when Paul said somebody will go black and they went black, they asked him that question and they couldn't answer that one. He said, just trying to say, you say, God, no, 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 he doesn't. Then later he said, okay, and that's about that because they were not Christian, but that God wouldn't judge any Christian. They just be saying things. You can't adjust the Bible, leave it as it is. It's already balanced. Forever, oh Lord. Are you following me? Some of them will listen to me and start saying, because somebody has told them, you know, God, but you can't remove some part of the Bible. I want to take a part. Anyway, when people find themselves doing that, but I just want to say, he said we should not touch it. Eve, immediately the, the serpent knew that Eve meant something. And the next thing, the tree began to look appealing because she already shifted ground from where God said it should start. He never said don't touch. They what? But he came to test as God said. Nowadays, even in the church of the living God among Christians, people are beginning to entertain questions around as God said. The word of God is a final authority. It agrees when I sit down with Christians and they say, I know the Bible says that, but after God has spoken, there is no but. Let God be true and let all men. Any man whose opinion is different from God's word is lying. That's what the Bible says. He is the only wise God. Outside him, all other wisdom, they are foolishness. Are you following me? Maybe we should call this back to the Bible. At times, it is the voices of some prophets that are louder in people's ear than the voice of their Bible. There is no God said to me. I posted that today on Facebook. There is no God told me that is superior to it is written. So, 
God speaks to people, he talks to but anything he says to you must line up with the word of God. If you hear something and you cannot verify it from the Bible, drop what you have heard. Because it's in the realm of the spirit, it's not only God that is speaking, there are voices. May you not be confused. A dream and an open vision cannot be a substitute to the word of God. I've seen a few visions in my life. The word of God takes preeminence above all visions. If I stand there praying and an angel appears to me and he tells me something and I can see, not even a try, no, there are three categories of vision. You have spiritual vision that you see inside you. You are trans, where there's like a screen before you. You have an open vision where you are there. Revelation, all that John saw is an open vision. Trans was what Peter saw when he was praying on the top of the roof. And he heard Peter rise, Peter kill him. Acts chapter 10. It was a trance. Paul saw a trance when he was praying in Jerusalem. Jesus said, get out of here. They will not accept your testimony concerning me. But he stayed back. But when Paul was taken to heaven, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, that was an open vision. I know a man who was taken. I said, when, when it's an open vision, all your senses are alive. It's an open vision when an angel walks to your room. You can touch your bed. You can touch everything. You will see him as you see your brother or any other person. That's an open vision. Then there are visions in form of a dream. So even if it's an open vision and it contradicts the word of God, drop the idea. See, all that raised in the spirit realm is not only demons and angels. There are other entities. But that's not for today. Maybe when we are climaxing or talking about Lucifer, there are, big, there are elders in heaven. And then there are ancient, there are all kinds of things over there that are written about that I can show you from scripture to scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then when you hear a voice from a voice, not only the voice of God or the spirit of God, angels will speak. And at times, anyway, that's not, but are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word, that's what Jesus told Lucifer, that proceed out of the mouth of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. I want to read something there, and then maybe we begin to come to an end tonight. The word of God. Never joke with Bible study, I've been telling you since. There are things people are saying, they sound right. They sound philosophical. They sound spiritual. They sound spectacular. But once they are not the word of God, you will be running a risk even listening to them at all. Papa Kidaomida found everything. What the boy said, even though are illiterate, who God showed everything happening redeemed now, then, as a young man, I say, as as I literally my living in Mushi, Pastor Boy, that boy said that any time you, every time you met Paki there on me, every time he was told something, they would ask a question: Where is it in the Bible? No matter your evidences, your thesis, your vision, if you could not tell him two scriptures to support what you are saying, he will tell you to get lost. That is not an illiterate. He said, we'll be waiting for you to finish. Once you finish, the Bible will only have one question. Where is that in the Bible? Say, once you cannot answer, that's the end. Ah, as I stood on my bed, I just saw it enter, light filled the room, and this one, thank you. Uh, what the guy now said to you in that light, 
Where is it in the Bible? You will be safe if you do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. One day, Papa Egi shared an experience, which I've said here before, of a minister whose wife just died. And the church decided to give him a leave because he just lost his wife. So he traveled to another city. And he saw a, like a banner on a wall that they were having a, a midweek. So he was already staying in the hotel. He was already recuperating well. So maybe after some days, you know, when you are alone for a lot, just like, let me just go out. Maybe I just go to a church where they don't know me since it was a new city. So let me just sit at the back and hear worship, message. He got to that church, sat at the back, and there was nobody in the church. All of a sudden, I said, Sada, they said they would start seeing this uh, seat now. Then, in quotes, an angel appeared and began to play the keyboard and playing hymns. And then the angel pointed to him and told him at the back that your wife who just died. Now, this somebody that never knew him said I should give you this message. Now, the message was accurate, but the pastor got up and said, no. The Bible said the living does not talk to the dead. It is unscriptural for my late wife to give you a message for me. I bind you and I reject that and the spirit vanish. Do you know some other Christians will buy that? And form a doctrine and then they will say, what is it? You, you, it's not the correctness of the information that justifies the validity of the source. It is, the, the, in, in Acts chapter 16, the girl with the evil spirit that was following Paul around, can you show me that scripture? She was right to what she was saying. And then, not only was she right, the statement sounded like a good edification. He said, Acts chapter 16, he said, these are servants of the Lord who have come to show us the world. What is wrong with that statement? Were they not servants of God? Did they come here to preach? But Paul told the girl, come out of this evil spirit. So she gave the right information. The demons that said to Jesus, every demon that saw Jesus, said, are you come to torment us, the only one of God. Even the Pharisees did not know, but the demons knew him. But the Bible said, Jesus suffered them not to talk. I don't care the correctness of your information, your source is wrong. Shut up. That's why Jesus was telling all the demons. Except you are in tune with the word of God. Certain things will deceive you. Ah, The same. Let's start from verse 16. Verse 16. It came to pass as he went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. That spirit is very common in Africa and has entered so many churches. Methods, we brought our master much gain by soothsaying. So there are soothsayers that people call prophets now. Next verse. They say, follow Paul and us. Christ saying, these men are servants of the Most High, which show us the way of salvation. Look at information. She was so correct. But Paul would not tolerate that. Because even though what she said was correct, it was the spirit of divination. Somebody steps into your office, it begins to give prophecy, it gives one or two words of knowledge, and then you submit to your head, it begins to pray. Somebody branches into your shop. Ah, Amu Miri. <laughs> and it begins to pray. And then you tell them, oh, wonderful. And then it goes, men and brethren, keep your spirit pure. The days are evil. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm. Anyone who doesn't share the word of God regularly with you, avoid them giving you a message. 
Yes. Can God send somebody randomly to somebody? Can. But be careful. It is better you will reject than you accept the wrong stuff. Because God will not. This is why you are rejected. You don't want to get into trouble. Than to just accept. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It says, I commend you to God. That's uh, that, uh, uh, Acts 20, 32. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Ah. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Among them that are sanctified, there is an inheritance. It is those who interact with the world that will possess that inheritance. I commend you first to God and to the word of his grace. The word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, Something made Jesus to say, I think I read in, is it Psalm 139 or that, thou hast exalted thy word above all thy names. The Holy Spirit is under the authority of Jesus. Jesus is under the authority of the Father. The Father is under the authority of his word. God said to himself, he said, thy word you have exalted above all your names. In dealing with God, you are dealing with either Jehovah, Jireh, whatever else shall die, above them all. What guides God is his word. And he has been sovereign enough, he has been gracious enough to have given all the same word. See, this Bible is a living thing. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. There is no name of God in the class of the word of God. His name is who he is, but he put the word above everything. The word. So when Jesus said to Lucifer, it is written, Satan understood very well. He moved to another topic. Today, you'll conquer him forever by it is written. Situations respond by telling them what it is written. What is written? It is written. Then that means, first of all, you have to know what is written. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, if you are praying and inside your prayer time, you are reading the word of God, it's a deeper part of your prayer. I have decided, I told people in the Bible group to write a devotional and maybe we'll do, because if we are at the workers meeting, somebody said that a lot of people don't know where to read in the Bible and how to, and I said we'll do something about that. Even if it's five, ten verses we can read at a time, read what you can remember. Reading is a starting point. It has to be your heart to meditate on. It goes into your system, spiritual and physical system, when you are dwelling and reflecting on what you have studied. What does it mean to meditate? 
We'll get to the bigger part of it one of the Sundays. If I want to meditate on Psalm 23. So the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I have a shepherd. He is not a general shepherd. He is my shepherd. That means in life, I cannot be without direction. I am following somebody who is a shepherd. Thank you, Jesus. The shepherd I have is a shepherd that does not make mistakes. I can never be led astray. I have a shepherd. If I am reflecting and I am speaking, in the spirit realm, something is happening to my life and the atmosphere around my life. This is the reason that Joshua 1.8 is written the way it is written. Let's read. So it says, this book of the law, please give us Joshua 1.8, shall not depart out of your mouth. Out of where? You have not done a good study of the word of God until it gets to your mouth. Don't only read. Don't only think about it. Also, you must say it. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest of thou to do according to what's written therein. For then, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. The Bible puts it like that, because not all success, there are success, you have success that is not good. People can be rich and lose their home, lose their marriage, lose their children, something, but there is a success that is good. And the Bible says it comes as you meditate on the word of God. Even in the office, learn to open the Bible and just look at two or three verses of the Bible, close it, close your eyes and think about them for a while. This is how we overcome dirty habits. This is how you are con reconfigured. This is how a man given to anger becomes a peaceful person. Prayers don't necessarily change a person. There is no promise that as you pray, your bad temper will leave. But there's a promise that as you look into the word, see the word of God is a mirror. When you look enough, you begin to become what you are looking at. So if I'm looking at a scripture that talks about the fruit of the spirit, all of a sudden, the power of God is committed to the word and that same fruit of the spirit begins to grow out of me because I'm looking at it. Do you get what I've just said now? If a man is broke and is looking at scriptures of prosperity, in no time, it becomes so prosperous. It will be a surprise to people around. These are the things we have found that we have. But you know what? I don't know who did this to us. Somehow, especially in Africa, we just begin to pray. Oluwao. Mm. You know, I told them something. They said that whites, they don't pray as much as we pray. Things work very fast for them. The ones that are Christian among the little prayer, even if Lawrence was saying the same thing here, when he went abroad to study, I chose to pain him. They would just gather little prayers up with the same, because, and I said, I told them, one of the major reasons, remember I said this on Sunday, in case we are at the another service, I said it in one of the services, one of the major reasons, whites have demonstrated before their children the faithfulness of words. In Africa, our parents promise us things. 
as they are promising. The one promising, and you being promised, you both know that nothing is coming out of it. But you see, even when you watch movies, Dad, are you coming back? Maybe in time of war. So I put, white will almost lay down their life than to break their words. So when you raise a child as a father, all of us that are young people here and raising kids, once your child, three, four, five years old, they get to where they know if daddy says he will be at home by three, he will be at home by three. If daddy says he will buy something for you, you are the first person that will show them the true nature of Heavenly Father. They cannot see God, but they can see you. If in your home, you never break your word, it becomes very easy for these people to demonstrate faith. When they read and they say, God said, because they will think that when my earthly father said something, he did it. It is true. But you know, we don't have such records in Africa. Not very common. Only few parents here that they will make sure, and I told them on Sunday, if you don't believe your words, you will never believe the word of God. Any man, any woman who says, I'll be there by four and it's there, if that is your lifestyle, it becomes very easy for you also to believe God's word. But see, if you're always breaking your word, consciously and unconsciously, you will always think that God will also break his word. So when you are alone, you look for plan B because you yourself cannot rely on your own words. Hallelujah. This is why since you are the first father they are saying, you have a lot of work to do. I read, I don't know percentage, the percentage, but many atheists in Europe were born by a Christian father, many of them pastors, who never behave like a Christian at home. So they grew up resenting God. Go and read the profile of many of the atheists. That if this is how the father that is leading us prayer is like, I don't want any rubbish heavenly father. Somebody sent it to me and I read it. Most of the atheists were born in a Christian home, but by a father always be loud in church but beating the mom at home. Loud in church but misbehaving. Extremely harsh on them, thinking that God is harsh. And in growing up, I actually saw some parents like that. They made the children to think that to serve God is to suffer. No forgiveness. A child makes him say, you beat him blue black. In the name of the Bible says that you should not spare the rod. If I should have beat you, I quoted that scripture for himself. <laughs> so the boy begins to hate the Bible. Every time, you never forgive. Amen. Oh, the, there's nothing wrong with the film. A plain thing they are watching, you stop it. Don't, don't, you, you are so tough, so tough. And they wonder, is this the kingdom of God? They told the boy that you are going to hell. He said, okay. He said, I already know. He said, I think there will be mentions of names of popular singers. He said, they will be there. He said, so the place will be bubbling. I told the aunt, he said, I don't know which ones will be in heaven. He said, he said I'm not interested where you're holy, holy, holy. He said, I don't want. He said, I want to be where it is happening. <laughs> the aunt left her and knew that she was in trouble. She thought she could scare somebody with help. What he said, well, I'm not. So he said, I'm not afraid as long as I'm not the only one going there. So she said, we go there plenty there, all of us. And he mentioned all the singers, all the actors, all the uh, popular people in the world. He said, when I see them, they are okay. He said, auntie, they, who are the ones in them where you are? He said, so you want me to wear white? I said, only, only. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> All we do in every is not just to be floating and be saying only. There are responsibility. It's done in joy. It's a sweet place to be. What can describe it? Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So now it have just called us to say the word. Ask yourself, any practice you are doing, if it's not rooted in the word of God, stop it. If I ask you, you know, um, one of our brothers, whose name I don't want to mention, when this church was started, I was not married, so I was staying with me. I remember how the girl's mom came to see me. The people at the front, we know the person I'm talking about. Uh, you know, remember Casey now? He said, Doctor, it was my junior, I mean, when you are together, so he came to Lagos and was staying with me. So I remember very well. He was going to marry this sister. They were best of friends from UI. And the mother came to meet me. She came to challenge me in the office, a pastor. They mentioned the name of the guy. He said, he said, of all people, he's a doctor. So he knows that he cannot marry SS. That he said, yes, they are both AS. That, ah, he said, no way. That me and my husband, we lost a child. I fell for the mother. But I said, mom, two things. I also tell people that AS, AS, except to have heard from God, or generally I tell them, no, I said, but... I said, this guy you are talking about, number one, and this lady, they've been best of friends from school. If we separate these ones, they will never marry. I remember in every meeting then, the guy wanted to just say, mention the name of the lady. Like, let's say, uh, what's her name, huh? Kiki. Kiki. And uh, what's her name? Kidra. Okay, let's say they were, they are not in relationship. I'm just saying, let's say. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's say. Shedra and Kiki. So, like, Shedra will come for a meeting. Contribute some, just say that, uh, Kiki and I thought, one day, I just excuse me. Say your opinion. Not uh, Kiki. What? Uh, we're asking you a question. I said, Kiki, uh, they were that close. Then I told him, I said, but that's not the point. This guy, when he came to Lagos, he was staying with me. So I was living in the two and a half bedroom. So that the agent called three bedroom. So far we, the last room was a box room. No, we just like that. So he used to go there to pray. So he wrote his declaration on the wall with a scripture back in it. What I'm telling you, brethren, see, the word of God is a living thing. No? If you grow it, if you put it in your mouth and your heart, it will grow and produce. This guy wrote it on the wall. One of the things he wrote, he wrote that you shall dwell in houses where you do not build. And he told me, he said, I will never pay for accommodation in Lagos. So I was the first person he was living with. The hospital where he was working, the Kenja, the Unity Hospital on Awolowo, gave him a flat on top. So I mentioned the place. They just gave him a flat, and every time, then somebody gave him, they told them that they should come and be in charge of six flats in Ibadan. That was how they, they located to Ibadan. So, everything he wrote, I never saw him, he was never sick. He wrote word for every aspect of his life. So, I told the mother, I said, ah, I said, if this, if Shedrach said that God gave them a word that they would never have any excess child, I said, man, you can go and sleep on it. That I have seen track record of what he said. He used the word of God to guide. I said, mommy, he has written scriptures about their three children. I want them give back to three children, not a single A. But they were all A. I wouldn't consent to someone else. What happened? I just know. Ah, God told me. I had a dream. If I saw the first boy, she's yellow. Or is yellow. 
brethren, <laughs> on what the only thing God is committed to is his word. He says, so shall it be the word that has gone out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see a rod. Jeremiah said, I hasten over my word that I might perform it. Anywhere the word goes for, God is committed to looking at it that it does not fail. There are things angels supervise. There are things God supervises himself. It does not allow his word to fall to the ground. It's an insult to him that his word. So anything you are doing, if your business is built on the word of God, it will never fail. So as you are praying about anything in life, be praying that, Lord, what are you saying about this matter? What have you said in your word about what I'm about to do now? Once the word of God backs it, it's not going to fail. Did somebody get what I've just said now? Honestly speaking, this is the assurance. If I ask you, so now there's a very good guy you are dating. What is the assurance that tomorrow he won't betray you and misbehave like so many men have done? You just believe that it will not. On what ground? You know, man, nature can change. On what ground? So what I'm saying to church tonight, I should pray. Men and brethren, open the word. And I am seeing to say, <laughs> some of the people have seen, it took them nine, ten years before their errors will catch up with them. Prayer points that are not connected to the Bible. But it sounded so spiritual, so they continue to pray. Africans somehow think that with acrobatics, we can win God over. That prayer has to be deep. Ah, Dura, ah, oh, wow. And that way. Now, I pray vigorously when it's necessary. But I am saying that anything you do that is not laid on the word of God, there's no guarantee. Out of God's sympathy and mercy that they can help you, but there's no guarantee. And that's what many people are doing. If you ask me to go and bring words, what do I mean? you have to show me what is the word back in it. Otherwise, you might just be gambling. The fact that there's somebody, they pray for water for him and he did something. Out of God's sovereignty, he moves at a but he's not committed to that. The one that works at all times is the word of God. Let's rise. Is someone blessed tonight? Hope you will live for the word. Hallelujah. Prayer is not complete without Bible study. Every morning. Oh, tonight is communion. Okay, let's start with I didn't even know. <laughs> Prayer is not complete without Bible study. Oh, glory to God. I am telling some people listening to me now, part of your devotion is to play a message. Do you get what I've just said? People think that, well, you're just to pray, you know, you, you surely pray. No. If a message will help you to, you see, sometimes when you are praying, you are sending. Sometimes a worship song can help you to move higher. Sometimes a song that God gives you, sometimes a song you are playing. I don't play no song when I'm praying. But I sing as the Lord gives me a song. Some other people play a song and it's okay. They play a worship song. Other songs, are, those songs are coming, it lifts them. But if a message will help you also, even if it's 10 minutes message, that, that as soon as you play that message, your spirit is tired and fired up to pray more. Do it. But never abandon the word of God while praying. Somewhere in, in between your prayer, after your prayer, open the Bible. What is the Father saying? What is the Father saying? Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled. 
Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. They were going to cut a woman's leg. Diabetes. And she began to look at the word of God. She just saw. What the Bible said, it will not suffer your feet to be moved. It didn't sound like what the but that was a direct word to her. And she began. Next time doctors will examine the leg, no reason to call it again. It will not allow you. That's how powerful. I told you of people that robbers came to that. Eight flats. They robbed flat one, flat two. As the gunshots were going and flats were being robbed. Is that and it's why we're praying, husband and wife. And they walk came to that, but they tip comment nuts. That's not exactly what that scripture said, but that was how it occurred to them. They tip comment not, but to steal. But the first part were walking, they tip comment not. He got up and he told his wife, the word of God said the tip does not come. He said, so they are not coming in. They skipped their flats and robbed all the other seven flats. In the morning, the neighbor could not be. He told them that we stood on the word of God. They tip comment not. I. No wonder Jesus said that it is written. He said it with joy. Second temptation, he responded again, it is written. Satan, I'm not going to start praying about your case. I'm not going to tell you that I was in heaven before. I just need to tell you just one thing. It is written. And the third temptation, Jesus said again that it is written again. You know, this time when I did thought that Satan also quoted scripture. No, the second time. He put him on the top of the mountain, pillar of the temple. He said, jump down for it is written. I will give his angel charge over thee. The master told Satan, ah, you are small. You know what is written, but I know what is written again. <laughs> he said, it is written again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love the word of God. Do you love your Bible? They said, Smith, we go sword. Every one or two hours, he will read a portion of the Bible. Before taking a meal, anytime during breakfast or after eating, either before or after eating, he will always read a portion of the Bible. If you give a good sword food, he will thank you for the food. After eating, we have fed our flesh now. Let us feed our spirits. So for about 10 minutes, we we'll open the Bible and read. Something will always happen when you do that. The Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody give God praise. Thank you. Do you allow the communion now? The bread and the wine. Jesus instituted this. He said, do this as often as possible. Remember some. Yet a preacher said that it's not what we should be doing. It is well with some people. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> There's no end to the wonder that is going on of all kinds of doctrines flying around. This represents the body and the blood. He said, if you eat of me, you have my life in you. This is one of the highest rituals. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Look at what you are holding in your hand. It's no more bread. Now that's in your hand by faith. It is the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. We are sanctified by the blood. Justified. Just as if we never sinned by the blood. Purified by the blood. As you take this, take it by faith. That the blood of Jesus runs in you. Your mind is being cleansed by the blood. Your body. 
your body, your spirit, soul, and body sanctified. If you have issues with loss, anything, right now declare, I believe in the sanctifying power of the blood. I believe I'm sanctified in the name of Jesus. I show and I demonstrate it by taking the communion tonight. I show the Lord's death till it comes. In other words, I'm using this tonight to prove that Jesus died and he rose again. Because he died, I am free. Because he died, I experienced resurrection. Because he died, whatsoever system I've been part of, lineage, does not matter anymore. Only one thing matters. I am in Christ. Rooted in him. Built up in him. Called by his name. Glory to God. On this strength, I take the communion tonight. I'm in him. It's in me. My identity is derived from him. As he is, so am I in this world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As you speak, go ahead and take the bread and the, and the blood. I'm a new man in Christ. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you. We bless your name. We give you all the praise. We worship you. See people becoming free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We live in health. Blessed be your name. We give you praise. Thank you. Father, we thank you for what you have done tonight. We receive the freedom word with thanksgiving, knowing that all things have been accomplished by you through Jesus Christ. And through him we have victory. Thank you for rekindling our love for the world tonight. That we live by your word. That we walk in the reality of your word all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.